Hey, welcome to FQ, where we talk about faith, family, and friends. I'm Jacob. And I'm George. And welcome to this week's podcast. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast. It's just me, George is working right now, so uh, this week we do have Nicole, and uh, she's an awesome guest that I, the reason why I met her was on TikTok, and uh, I just happened to be scanning a live, and she was on it, and she goes, I just love Jesus, is what I remember, and uh, that that really intrigued me, like, okay, what? let's see what she loves Jesus about, because I was like, uh, I love Jesus, George loves Jesus, and this is what that podcast is about, and so let's see what she's about, and so how's it going, Nicole? Hey, how are you? Good, doing great, Uh, besides us trying to figure out how to record, but yeah. (laughs) We will work it out. Hey, y'all, thanks for listening today. I am so honored to be here. I do love Jesus. (laughs) My name is Nicole. I'm in my mid-20s. I'm from North Carolina the better of the Carolinas. That's true. Um, I'm a Jesus believer. I'm a people lover, especially Gen Z. Um, I guess you could say I'm fittish. I like to work out, but I love candy. Um, (laughs) And I've always been one to test the limits. Um, In my past, it was out of rebellion. Um, But in 2007, Jesus radically transformed my life. Um, And ever since then, um, I have decided to put Jesus first in my life. And now, um, I'm on a steadfast pursuit um, to to pour into others and to make heaven crowded. Awesome. So you kind of touched on something that we usually ask is, so what what was your childhood like? Did you have two parents? Uh, what what was it like? Yeah, so I grew up in, in a home with mom and dad. Um, they've been married for almost 30 years which is nice. very rare in today's society. You know, half of marriages end in divorce. Yeah. Um, but like, I was very blessed to, to grow up with, with mom and dad in the home. That's awesome. So was, was it a Christian home or was it just, what was your, what was yeah, your home so life? Yeah, so I like? did grow up, yeah, home life. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, my dad and mom went to separate churches for a little while growing up. Um, So it it was kind of interesting. My mom went to more of a non-denominational church and my dad went to more of a Southern Baptist church. So fire, hell, brimstone, sin, that was all talked about. So um, of course, me being the little little child that I was, um, I went to church a lot more with my mom because we would sing like, I'm diving in, I'm going deep. We would sing cool (laughs) songs there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And we would eat pizza and stuff. Um, so, um, for, for a while, um, it was mom and dad going to different churches and my dad got super convicted and, um, God started working on his heart. And, um, through that, God started working on my mom's heart and my parents, um, I believe when I was in second grade, started going to the same church. That's awesome. Yeah. That's definitely a hard, (laughs) a hard thing to deal with, with two parents going to different churches. Uh, we yeah. are kind of the minority now because uh, my parents are still married too. So <laughs> I'm like, it's yeah. very different to have it's parents cool. that are married. Uh, we had a, a guest on the podcast who was talking about, um, he goes, uh, I'm not, I'm not unique because my parents got married. I'm just a statistic at that point. And I was like, Oh, oh yeah. I never thought of that before. And he's like, it's true though. And so, um, you grew up, and then you said at 2007, was that, were you just out of high school, in high school? Where were you at then? 
Yeah. So I actually made my first profession of faith in 2003. Um, I grew up in church, right? So um, I heard about hell. I heard about judgment. I heard about heaven. I heard about the goodness of God. Um, But in 2003, I got saved just so that I had fire protection, if I'm being completely honest. Um, I, I feared going to hell. And for four years, I struggled. So from 2003 to 2007, I struggled with doubt. Yeah. Um, and I believe that there's doctrine of salvation, right? Repent and believe in Jesus Christ. Repent of your sins, believe in Jesus Christ. Um, and then there's um, the, the doctrine of assurance. Um, and then there's eternal security. I didn't have, I, and eternal security is once saved, always saved. Um, but that assurance is something that I struggled with. And in part, I do believe that it, because it wasn't a true profession of faith, um, because God looks on your heart. I was just, I just went down to the altar and got saved because I was tired of people asking. I was tired of hearing about it. Other people were doing it. So I just went down and I was like, yep, I'm going to do it. And I didn't remember it. And so for four years I struggled, but in 2007, I was at a youth camp, um, with my church. And my youth pastor was preaching. I cannot even tell you exactly what he said. I don't even know. Um, but God was working on my heart. God was stirring up the conviction. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. Yeah. Um, the Holy Spirit leads. The Holy Spirit stirs up that conviction. And I was bawling like a baby during the sermon. And like, it's early on in the sermon. And I'm like, Nicole, shake it off, girl. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> so I just stood up in the middle of the sermon. And I went and got my youth pastor's wife. And she read me through Romans Road. Um, and, and that is when I, I became reborn as John three says, um, I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and savior. Um, I admitted that I was a sinner. I asked for forgiveness and I asked Jesus to come into my heart and save me. That's awesome. And then from there, how old were you then when that happened? I guess is probably a good yeah, question. So <laughs> I was about 13, 13 years old. Um, I was, um, about to go into seventh grade. It was the summer. Oh yeah, it was summer going into seventh grade. And, um, my life radically changed after that. Um, complete, a complete transformation. Um, uh, uh, basically my testimony was formulated right after that profession. And and that's what happens, um, a lot of times with believers. Yeah, that, that's so true. And I mean, um, I think the hardest thing is in the seventh grade, where did you go from there? Because I know, um, we, we kind of sound like we have similar stories. So when I was in the seventh grade, uh, and I, we never talked about this on podcast, but that was the year I decided to be cool. And so cool with quotes, um, is, uh, I decided I was like, Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cuss now. You know, I've never done that ever but now I'm going to do it. <laughs> so yeah. I cussed a bunch my seventh grade year. And then my seventh to eighth grade year, I just felt God convict me and was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Like it, and it was that still small voice. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, was that you? Yeah. God? Like, did you just, what? <laughs> like, what are you right. doing? And I'm all, I'm just trying to be cool. And he's like, no, you're, that is not cool. How do you think you sound? Ugh, probably not good. <laughs> and so then, yeah. um, I took the summer and I was like, Hey, I'm going to quit cussing this summer. Um, 
it might have even only been a few months, like after Christmas or something, is when I started cussing. But like it became a habit because it was months of doing it, and then it literally was like two weeks of um, of me not cussing, and I never did again. And that's just how crazy God is sometimes. And I'm not saying that's everybody's story, but like definitely that's when I was like, okay, my life is changing from here. I I I had asked Jesus into my heart already, but for whatever reason. I just let the enemy and culture kind of get a hold of me and go, hey, that's what cool people do, and it's okay. It's not that bad of a sin. And so, yeah. And so at seventh grade on, go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted. Yeah. So I kind of have a similar story. So I wanted to be cool, too. So I went to a Christian <laughs> school. Um, so I had a lot of rules to follow. Um, and, Jacob, at Christian school, I was the only girl in my class for three years. Oh, shoot. <laughs> it, was, it was me and the bros, me and the boys. Yeah. Um, and so it, it was an interesting time. Um, and then after seventh grade, my, my Christian school, they could no longer fund themselves. The church was having to try to help fund the school, so our school shut down. Oh, wow. And I went to our rival high school and I'll never for or our rival, rival school and I'll never forget going to tour our rival school. My nose was so <laughs> stuck up. My arms were crossed. I was like, I can't believe I'm here. I'm too <laughs> cool to be here. You're our rivals. We're better than you. And it was it was in that moment where I was like, wow, you know, I've I've been the only girl in, in, in my class for three years. Yeah. Because our class was downsizing, it was becoming smaller and smaller. And um, and then I was going to go to this bigger school where there was a lot more kids. They were in a different different um, level than us. They were 3A, we were 2A, yeah. um, and, and they had better basketball teams and stuff. And so I was like, wow, this is a big transformation. Yeah. Um, so I started, my identity started changing. Um, and I... I started getting closer with Christ. Um, I, I went after I got saved. I went in front of my church and just started giving my testimony, telling them about what had happened at camp. And I got baptized. I took that next step of obedience, right? Because yeah. baptism is is an outward um, declaration of an inward profession that you made with Jesus. It's, yeah. it's saying, I'm going to follow after Jesus. Um, and and you get the, the other people involved and they yeah. can hold you accountable. Um, and so I got baptized and I remember praying. I said, Lord, I've grown up in a Christian home. Give me a testimony. Yeah. Um, and God will, sometimes <laughs> God will answer your prayers. Um, not the way you in think, a way right? that you never would have thought. <laughs> right. In a crazy way. And it's a blessing. Um, because what God taught me from seventh grade up until now, it's, I can't even put into words the goodness of God. Surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life when you are rooted in the presence of God. Amen. Yeah, for sure. And so now you have a TikTok, you have Instagram, and I, I don't know if you do a lot more influencing on Instagram, but TikTok, I know for sure. Like I've been on there and we we're talking before, like um, you're just speaking about Jesus and people are definitely trolling you, trying to get you to, to mess up, mix up, do stuff like that. And so how, how has that been? How, like, how'd you get on TikTok? Because I know like our story is a, is a weird one. So I'll let you go first and then I'll tell you a little bit about our story. 
Yeah, sure. So when TikTok first started, um, I kind of like turned my nose up to it. And I was like, this is going to be like another little vine. It's going to last for a year and then it's going to disappear, last for a couple of years. And um, my sister went viral. My sister got TikTok famous. And so she was doing education on finances and money and the stock market. And she was blowing up. Um, and I was like, this is really interesting. And one day she told me, she said, Nicole, you should get a TikTok. And I was like, this is for Gen Z. I was like, I have no coordination. I don't know how to dance. Like, this is wild. So um, I started posting on TikTok. I got my TikTok account and I tried to find my niche. I posted about food. I posted about reading, motivational books. And then one day I posted, um, I think my first ever video to go viral was, um, Man's rejection is God's protection, and sometimes God allows people to leave our lives because God hears conversations that we don't hear, and God sees things that we cannot see. And that that video blew up, and I was like, this is crazy. And then I did another a duet with Maverick City, um, like it's that duet, duet option um, about Surrounded, or no, Refiner, the, the song Refiner, and I posted a prayer in the body of, of what I was posting and that blew up and I was like, this is so crazy. And, and after that, God's just been, been taking it from one extreme to the other. And it's, when I look at it, I try not to look at the following. I try to look at the people, um, because those are individual people. And I've always heard that if you even got 50 people in one room and you're speaking directly to them and with them and leading them, that's a lot of people. And so it's, God has just been so faithful and so good and the testimonies that have come through it. I mean, I could sit here for hours and, and tell you about them. It, they make me cry. <laughs> I can't hear you. For the videos, sorry, I guess I muted myself. Uh, so the videos uh, I've seen, I've really enjoyed, um, enjoyed them like your, your stuff. And I, and something I don't know if you ever noticed like the people that are kind of there talking to the other people that may be trying to troll you or whatever. Um, I've been on probably like eight of your lives or nine. Um, I don't, I'm usually sometimes working or doing something. So I miss a lot of them, but like uh, the few I've been on there, uh, people will ask you certain questions that are like, Hey, um, and I'll just use this one as like uh, a roundabout one, which is they'll ask you about, what do you think of gay people? Which <laughs> they're like, what do you think yeah. of me? And uh, that's not a roundabout way, people, just in case you thought I was being roundabout. I'm not. <laughs> and so uh, they asked that. And something somebody said one time on their live, I don't know if you know who Caleb Perkins is. I don't know if he, it was on a live or he just messaged someone. But they were like, what do you think about me? I'm gay. And he goes, well, I think if your heart's not right with Jesus, then that's that that's where you need to start and that's all he said and they got so mad because he he didn't answer their question the way they wanted it to and he goes if you're asking that and your heart's not right with jesus then you need to get that done first <laughs> and that's all he said but that's it's a true. great response and i was like that's my favorite response of all time and so on yours a few times i've said that to people like hey it's not really what you're asking it's what you're missing here and it sounds like you're missing jesus right. like stuff like that and like yeah. People get so upset. They're like, well, that doesn't answer my question. <laughs> and I'm like, it does answer your question. Uh, if 
if a glutton asked me that, if a guy who was addicted to porn or a girl addicted to porn yeah. or uh, addicted to sex or anything like that, I'm going to say the same thing. Like, where's your heart at? That's, that's where your, your treasures lie and everything. And if it's not in Jesus, then it doesn't matter what your sin is. And I'm not saying, Oh, go sin or anything like that. It is more about, Hey, like if we're sinning and we're stuck in that sin, then where's your heart? If it's not grounded in Jesus, then that's, that's your issue. <laughs> it has nothing yeah. to do with all the things you're trying to put up because sin is sin. And that's, that's as plain as it gets. And I think too many people try to put it into something. And I mean, the reason why we talk about homosexuals and stuff like that is because it's thrown in our face on the daily, like this whole month. I didn't even know that was a thing before. Like, I don't know if that was always been for June's before in the past, but I'm like, I've never seen it this big or like in your face as much as it's been now. And I mean, um, it's just tough. Like you're, you're like, I want to say the right things, but somebody's going to get mad and I'm not, and nobody here, me and you both included in this is like, I've never heard you say anything hateful and I'm not saying anything hateful. It's all sin. (laughs) We all come short of the glory. The Bible talks about that. No, no man is good. Not one. And so when people are trying to push like, well, I'm a good person. I'm like, no, because <laughs> our best is filthy rags. And so that's right. Um, I yeah. think a lot of times, like in your lives, you do a fantastic job of just being like, bam, bam, bam. No, this is what Jesus says about me. And you encourage people so well. Like, um, I just want to wow. tell you that, like, I appreciated the heck out of what you've said to people. Cause people will ask questions that are legit questions, not, Hey, I'm just trying to hook you into something so I can say you're a bad person. Um, the truth is it's not going to be easy for people to hear the truth. <laughs> and uh, yeah. something we talked about is um, that it's easier to uh, get somebody to buy a, I think it was like to buy a lie than to try to convince them that it is a lie. And they're like, yeah. so even if you have facts that it's a lie, some people are going to be like, well, that lie is true. And I mean, not to get like super political, but I mean, we see that now. Like you're like, there's emails right. from Dr. Fauci or whatever his name is. And I'm all, yes. how are you still, how are we still on this? Like, um, right. it makes no sense. <laughs> and so um, on your lives, how do you deal with, I guess, the hagglers and the people coming at you and, and. Yeah. A, a second question would be, um, have you ever met people that didn't like you that you actually have seen on your lives or they're like, I've seen you on a live and I don't like you and stuff like that. That's and a you great deal question. <laughs> wow. Um, that's a great question. Glory and tribulation is what my dad always tells me. Um, lives are where you are literally talking real time to people. It's, it's kind of like you're on FaceTime with a bunch of people. And um, I do fall short. I don't always get the doctrine and the theology right. And um, I will admit that I have muddied the waters at times and I have said things, or maybe I haven't clearly said exactly what the context meant. Um, For instance, somebody brought up Levitical law to me, um, just hammering me 
Nicole, you eat pork. Do you wear mixed fabrics? How many, how many fabrics are in, in that shirt that you're wearing? Or what about those gold earrings that you wear? And someone was hammering me and hammering me about it. And I got triggered and I didn't stop and think and yeah. answer in, in a way to where the theology of Exodus 19 and 22 was clearly displayed because the Levitical law was given to the children of Israel after yeah. they left Pharaoh's rule from Egypt. And you can go read about that in Jeremiah 31, 31. And then now we move over to 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three through 25, and we see the new covenant was established. Yeah. And, and that new covenant is where Jesus Christ died for our sins. And we're under grace now. And so I didn't explain that clearly. And I thank that person that screen recorded my life because that, that really helped me grow and study the Levitical laws, um, the moral laws, the ceremonial laws of the Old Testament. And I do need to do more research about that. Um, Whenever you do start answering questions, um, and you go on there, you will get a lot of different questions. And I try my best to answer them in accordance with God's word. And I tell them, hey, I'm a Christian. These are my opinions. And they're backed by by the word of God. Because yeah. I look at the word of God, the Bible, as the word of God. Yeah. And that's God speaking directly to me. These 66 books, God gave directly to me. And... Yeah. um when you when you study the word and you have the word in you, um, then you can go and implore and encourage other people. Um, but you're right, there is none righteous, no, not one. And what you have to do is I'm I'm a human, just yeah. as much as they are. <laughs> and sin is sin. And there's no categories or levels. And sometimes I think Christians put a precedence or a priority or an emphasis on one sin over the other. Yeah. And I try hard to speak from from my from where where I came from because I was having sex outside of marriage, so I was sinning just as much yeah. as same sex attraction would be sinning, or just <laughs> yeah. as much as a sin would be to lie, right? Yeah. And so I've tried I've tried here lately to talk more about that. Um, but dealing with the trolls, I will be honest and vulnerable. It does get disheartening. Yeah. Um. I want everybody to believe in Jesus. I want everybody to have eternal life. Yeah. Um, there are studies that have been done, and there's, I think, 2 billion people that are professing Christians that have been converted into Christianity because you're not born into Christianity just because mom and dad are Christians or just because you know a Christian or just because you've been to church or yeah. mass or taken the Lord's Supper or communion. That doesn't make you a Christian. You become converted into Christianity. And um, I, I what kind of sticks out in my mind is how is hell going to be big enough for 6 billion or, or 5 billion people, right? The yeah. world is growing at a rapid rate. Um, that, that burdens my heart, especially for Gen Z. You know, we just talked about the political agenda that's going on, the indoctrination, yeah. the polarization of society and the spirit of confusion and delusion and how it's, it's literally putting a spirit of confusion in the minds of the young children. And, and this is where they are, are most vulnerable. This is where you need to have childlike faith as the Bible yeah. calls it. Um, this is where children need to be children and they don't need to be propagated to believe a certain thing over the other. They need to be told the truth. Um, and that's yeah. not happening. And so when I get on the lives and I see the trolls, I, I try not to, to <laughs> get too far into my head because I have to remember that a lot of the people that join my lives, are non-believers. Yeah. And I have to remember, I have to say, Nicole, you are not Jesus. 
stop trying to out Jesus, Jesus. You are to plant the seed. Yeah. Plant the seed. Like First Corinthians 3 tells us, plant the seed, water it, and God will grow it. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit does the convicting, and that's not my job. And so I've had these heart checks and these, these, <laughs> these, I pray for a contrite heart, a spirit of repentance when I mess up, when I muddy the waters, that I won't let my ego get in the way and that I will clothe myself with kindness and compassion every single day. Um, and I'll be vulnerable when I need to, you know, yeah. I'm thankful for godly counsel. Um, the Bible says that um, there, is, there is wisdom and the, there's safety in the multitude of counsel. And I need yeah. that safety backed by other believers firmly rooted in Jesus. And I cry often. Yeah, I get on my face. I fall down on my apartment floor and I do cry. Today I cried. I call my dad and I cry. And then I snap out of it because my dad says, Nicole, if the world agrees with everything that you're saying, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, It's when they don't agree, you're doing something right. <laughs> For sure. And yeah. <clears throat> so what me and George do, um, we, we work with teenage girls and we, I, I became a supervisor and he still lives in the home, but I used to live with 10 teenage girls in my family, my three kids and my wife. And he lives with his two girls and his wife in the house. And so, um, recently they figured out we did this podcast and we're on TikTok, And so <laughs> it's so funny. Cause like <laughs> some of them are like, uh, like there, there's a whole, like, I guess like thread and like talking trash about us because they are very indoctrinated in, in the stuff that we're talking about and like, Hey, uh, you need to be open about this stuff. But something you reminded me a little bit about is like, um, and this, this is like near and dear to, to me and George more is, uh, and it might be to you is like for my kids, I don't tell them they're Santa. I'm just, real straightforward. I'm like, Hey, uh, you know how God's a jealous God and he wants just us, uh, and our attention on him and all that. And I'm all, it's the same thing for Christmas. Like if I'm giving you presents, it's, it's, I gave you those dang presents, not some fake guy. Uh, or, uh, I mean, he was a saint and like, we talked about that story or uh, like, and I'm like, that was super important for them to know. But what Christmas is really about is about Jesus and we talk Amen. about his birth, his resurrection, and all that stuff in between because I'm like, this is just reminding us about Jesus again. And so okay. we talk about that, but like on on the selfish side of me is like I ain't letting some red suited fake guy <laughs> get to take my my <laughs> what I've worked for to get my kids and whatever for Christmas. Right. And the same thing is in society right now. And this might kind of get some woke people a little bit upset, but there's only two genders like there is. And that's, that's that's one of the things I feel like they're lying. And I tell my kids that and I'm all, Hey, at school, they might tell you like, there's all these different things. There's not, there's male and female and they have both. My older daughters have uh, a little brother and I'm like, there's clearly differences here. (laughs) Like um, he, he, he likes to dig in holes and get, throw dirt on his head. And I'm like, I, it doesn't make any sense, but it is what it is. And he's very much so a boy. Like I'm all, he falls on his face, gets up and goes. And I'm like, if this was one of the other two, they might get up, but most of the time they cry. And I'm like, that's okay. Like you're okay to do that. Like, and he's okay to cry too, if he wants to, but I'm like, you can tell that God made us different. And, 
And I, That's right. and I hate that uh, people are trying to say there is no difference or we're the same because um, I don't know if you know about the Olympic person like in New Zealand who's a weightlifter and it's a guy who says he's a girl and he weightlifts and he smoked all of the, the records, like all of them. There's not one wow. he hasn't beaten. And I know people are going to get mad because I'm saying he, but he's still, he, he is a he to me because he destroyed, Genetically. like right. destroyed everything that any female has tried to do. And I'm like, and I told my wife, I was like, uh, as all this is kind of disheartening because we want to tell our kids like, Hey, you can go to the Olympics if you try really hard. Um, is it going to be hard? Are you guaranteed that? No. Is the percentage kind of low? Yeah, but you can do it. But now if biological males are getting to play soccer and right. all that MMA and stuff, cause my kids are into Taekwondo and I'm like, if there's a male that <laughs> gets to go to the Olympics for it and it's between you and them, that's going to be tough. Like I'm, right. <laughs> we'll just hope that it's David and Goliath and you kick him in the forehead. <laughs> so, but like, <laughs> right? That's right. And, and that is tough, right? Because you're at a disadvantage, right? Because if you're biologically born a male, um, you have a different genotype, you have yeah. a different chemical makeup than a female. Yeah. Um, and so it, it does put you at a disadvantage and it, it's so mind boggling to me because Women fought for so long for women's rights. Yeah. And you mean to tell me that you're going to let somebody who says that they are a different gender than they were born genetically with their chromosomes? Yeah. Um, science. And that's science. And people <laughs> love science. Yeah. I mean, that's my main argument. What does science say about this? And so it's, you're at a disadvantage. And it, it, it really shows that women aren't really standing up for their rights if they're just going to let other people come in and compete whoever they want. Yeah. And that's, that's my struggle. Cause I've seen that multiple times in high school and stuff. And like, you can look up videos of girls who are like, Hey, I came in third place because there's two genetically male boys that it's an imbalance. smoked yeah. us, but they're like, but if they would have raced in a male race, they would have came in 139th. And you're like, Wow. Ouch. Like they came in first with you guys, but it came in 139th with everyone else. That's, yeah. that's sucky. And I think that, and, and you're going to just forfeit that. Like you're going to let somebody who is XY compete in an XX gender event. Yeah. Like it, it's, I think we're just getting to this place in society where we don't want to offend people and we're trying to please everyone. Yeah. And you can identify with whatever you want. Yeah. Even if it's the most foolish thing you've ever had said, the most yeah. foolish logic, you can identify with that. And um, we're throwing out different terminologies because they're deemed offensive. Yeah. And before long, we're going to be controlled so much that I don't even know what we're going to be able to say. Yeah. It's going to be very heavily filtered. Um, and then if you do speak against it, you get shadow banned or you just get permanently banned. Um, or you get called, you know, a hate filled person or a a bigot or just an oppressor. You're just so oppressed, (laughs) you know? So it's, 
it, it, it's getting times are getting very interesting. Um, but God is still on the throne, and yeah. John sixteen thirty three says the world's gonna get crazy. Um, yeah. But we can take heart because we have peace in Jesus, right? Take yeah. heart because God has overcome the world. And and that's something that I love that you do. <laughs> you turn it around and get right to the Bible. I love it. Um, and like with what you said, so people that are listening or maybe if I could get this to work and watch this, um, what we're saying here is that it's, it's not going to be easy. We're not saying that at all. Like being a Christian, uh, I think both of us could speak here. There's still hard days and <laughs> still uh, oh, tough yeah. times, but overall, like what you said and what's it, John, what? John 1633. 1633. I, I was like, I think it's 16, but I can't remember. So 1633, yeah. it is about God gives you peace. That's what the comforter is. That's what the Holy Spirit is, is to give us peace. Now, it, it's sucky. I get it. Like, there are times when I'm like, man, God, where are you in this? And then I just got to remember because uh, I do a men's Bible study every Tuesday or Wednesday. And so we had one last night and we we're just talking about that. And I go, Hey man, in the storms, in the fires and the earthquakes and the battles and all these hard things that are happening in your life. I was like, it is super hard to just go, Hey God, you got this. And I was all, because right. it's too easy to be like, Hey God, I, I can figure this out. I can, I can, I could probably sell a couple things and do that to maybe make this little ends meet that I need. And I'm like, no, you just, as all, it is the toughest thing ever. And as all, it's habit though, because I get to the point where all of a sudden I'll start feeling that and I go, God, I give it to you. You have this, this is yours. It is, I give it to you. I'm not going to hold on to this. This is your thing, God, you handle this. And I think right. a lot of people miss that and like go, I need to handle this. And, but that's where you get peace from is, Hey, the creator of the universe isn't going to be like, super heartbroken to be like, Hey, you need $50. I can handle that. Now I'm going to give you a hundred dollars, but yeah, <laughs> like people, people right. forget that. And I, I talked about that cause that's all I forgot. There's a time I needed $200 and God showed up and all of a sudden somebody paid $350 for school when I was in Bible college, somebody just paid it. So there's an extra $150 in there. And I was like, but what's dumb is we get so lost into our into ourselves or into doing what we're doing and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, I was like, hey, I need $50, God. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get that. I guess I'll go handle business. And <laughs> I go and do my own thing, and I, I just come up short of it or whatever. And <clears throat> God just reminds me, he's like, um, why didn't you ask? And I'm not saying like God's like a genie or anything like that. He's not. But it is. Yeah. When when you have a need, it's it doesn't come the way you want it. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you're like, hey, yeah. uh, I miss this, and I don't know how the heck I'm going to come back from it. But all of a sudden, God shows up and like pays two bills, and now you're overly paid, and you're like, what the and heck abundant. just happened? And so yeah. you're like, it was Amen. good God, good God for sure. Yeah. I think it's God blesses those that diligently seek him yep. and God's promises are yes and amen. And Romans eight twenty eight says, and we know that all things, not some things, not a few things, not occasionally, yeah. 
We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. When you are in the purpose of God, he will, he will bless you back tenfold. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's proven. He's faithful. He's good. He's just, he's loving and the attributes of God and, and his promises far outweigh, far outweigh the commands that we have, we are called to follow. Yep. And so, uh, the other thing I, I, that we, I asked you and I forgot, I got you off topic <laughs> is, um, <laughs> so have you ever met anybody, a, that really, you've really spoke to and were like, Hey, I know you like on the streets kind of thing. And it was a good interaction and vice versa. Have you ever had the opposite where like, I know you and you're like, I don't know who you are. So bye. <laughs> yes. I actually have, I've met a couple people. Um, so last, I believe it was last Sunday or the Sunday before last. I think it was the Sunday before last. I went to a worship night by Sean Foyt. I think it's how you say his name. Have you ever heard of him? He put on the Let Us Worship. I and think he's so. been to 96. Yeah, he's been to over 96 states, I believe. And he's put on a worship night. And it was so filled with the Holy Spirit. And I went and this girl came up and she goes, hey, are you Nicole Fank? And I was like, yes, I am. And she goes, can I take a picture with you? And I was like, what's your name? Who are you? And um, we started interacting and we started talking and she lives here in my city. And um, we were just pouring into each other's lives. I got to meet her family and we connected on social and um, we're going to meet up for coffee when she gets back from the beach. Um, so that was a good positive interaction. And That's then I awesome. also met somebody at Target. I was looking for some lotion. And I always asked the lady, I was like, always Target. That's right. <laughs> hey, man, if you're on here and you're single, you can find you a lady at Target. <laughs> um, they're always there. I'm just kidding. I'm not advertising to get a search for a wife at Target. <laughs> Make sure she's a Christian and loves Jesus. Um, but I asked this lady, I was like, hey, um, do you know where this lotion is? I was looking for like a travel size lotion. And she goes, hey, are you Nicole Fang? She was like, I follow you on TikTok. She was like, you talk about Jesus and stuff. I was like, yes, I do. I said, I love Jesus. Do you know Jesus? And so um, I gave her a hug and then I walked away. That's awesome. So, yeah. so have you, you've never had anybody at like the opposite reaction. That's good. <laughs> no, I, I would imagine it, it's probably, um, the opportunity will probably present itself. Um, and I'm in sales, so I know how to diffuse an argument. And yeah. I believe we put on that full armor every single day, like Ephesians 6 tells us to, and we don't, we don't mm-hmm. fight with the weapons like the world fights. The world thinks that their words will tear you down, that them just attacking you, um, maybe physically, maybe emotionally, they think that that's what is going to get to you. Um, And and we put on that armor every single day for a reason. And that is how David was able to go into a lion's den and the mouth were able to be shut up because of the almighty, powerful supernatural power of Jesus Christ. Same thing, or, well, Daniel, sorry, is Daniel. what I meant. Daniel I, I was able you. to go into the lion's den. I was going to let you I know. <laughs> David in the lion's den. <laughs> Daniel in the lion's well, den. And, David and did David have a lion. Shows up. <laughs> he did, that's right. He, he, he played 
bears long before he he was playing giants. And yeah. and that is how God molds our faith. Yeah. And God anointed David in private. Yeah. Before he was ever anointed in public. First Samuel sixteen talks about that, fifteen and sixteen. And yeah. and I think it's it's so powerful when when you operate um in the word of God and in alignment with God. Um, he will do the miraculous. And that's what miracle, that's what God does. He's a miracle worker. And that's why God came through for you because you were being faithful to God. You yeah. felt like God had a calling on your life to go to Bible school or yeah, to finish that. Yeah. A- and God was like, I'm going to come through for you. Yeah. A- and that's what God does every time, every single time. Yes, he does. And so like, what's, what is one thing that, um, you started doing on TikTok that you may like that you learned. So for like new creators, so like for us, we're still, uh, we're not even at a thousand yet. <laughs> we're at like 700, sure. but like, um, I think we're just moving at our own pace. And that's why I tell people. Cause some people are like, we need to get you to a thousand. I'm like, I'm not, I don't care. Like we're, we're less about it. And so a little bit of background for you. So, you know, it was very similar about TikTok. I saw it. And for me though, it was a little bit different. Cause I saw like scandally clad girls doing yeah. booty dances. And I go, Nope, right. God, this ain't for me. And I deleted the app. Um, and then God was like, wait, wait, did I tell you to delete the app? No, no. Well, <laughs> get back on. There's a reason. And somehow I fell into Christian TikTok, and, Amen. uh, I fell into also, like Satanists. And I was like, what the crap am I in here? God, like, why am I here? Yeah. And we had started the podcast, uh, right when the pandemic hit here in Utah, cause that's where we're at. And, uh, just so you know, we're not Mormons, just in case you're like, Oh shoot, am I in a Mormon <laughs> podcast? <laughs> hey, I talked about Jesus. Don't do it as much as I, I've already done. Uh, so, um, so I just was like, um, I just was like, okay, well, when the pandemic hit, a lot of stuff happened. So we were living in those houses with those 10 teenage girls, which they had school that was on campus and they had therapists on campus. And then once the pandemic hit, all that stopped. So I was like, not only do you not get to go home to see your families, you don't get to go to school and interact with the other houses. You don't get to go to see your therapist really. And so I'm like, I just became your teacher, your therapist. And now having to really fill the role of, Hey, we're, we're really going to have to do life together because <laughs> uh, right. we're going to be doing this day in and day out until they figure out things. And so for a good few months, that's how it kind of was. And so um, we added the podcast on it and me and George both were like, yeah, Hey, we're the busiest we've ever been in our lives. So let's add something more. And, but because it was God's will, this podcast has really worked out well. And, TikTok came into it and I was like, huh, I wonder if I messaged this person. And sure enough, I messaged someone. They were like, yeah, I'd love to be on the podcast. And then from there, it just started rolling where Amen. I don't, I don't necessarily always look for people, but like, like I, I, I sought you out, but there's certain times where other people will be like, Hey, look at this person. And I'm like, if the Holy spirit doesn't lead me to it, I'm like, Oh, well, <laughs> and, yeah. and like, I always feel Amen. like, there's a time and a place for each podcast. And so like me and you didn't connect for a little bit there. And I was like, this is the right time for it. And like, I really felt like, Hey, I need to reach out to her again. 
And there's been times like that where um, there was like four podcasts in a row that were all a certain thing. And I was like, it's so weird how God, it's not weird because God's so good. But in the moment, I was all, it's so cool that God sets it up where uh, so-and-so is going to talk about, hey, this is what it is to be a married couple. This is what it is to be a, a, a single woman and how to pursue a man. This is how it is to be a man. And this is how it is to be a married couple again. And I'm like, that's so cool how that, how it transitioned like that. And I'm like, and I wasn't looking for it. All of a sudden they pop on my, for you page. I'm like, who the heck is this? And I just feel the Holy spirit go, Hey, reach out to them. And then I know it's God. Cause all of a sudden it'll be like, boom, boom, boom. And then like they re- instantly respond to them all. They have no reason to respond. And I've had random people be like, F cubed. I know you. And I'm all, how do you know me? We, we don't even follow each other. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. Hey, uh, we've heard about you. And I'm like, good or bad. I don't <laughs> So, um, but yeah, like, uh, because like people think, Hey, maybe this isn't my moment or you're in that transitional stage or waiting. I just want to encourage people to just wait. Cause like, even for me and George right now, we're in a transitional stage. We're still going to do the podcast and that kind of stuff. But in general, like we're, we're both feeling like strong callings to ministry, both of us. And so like, um, I've had a dream about a pretty out of the wall, uh, kind of ministry that I've been really thinking about. And I've been talking to more people and I, I've really like, Hey God, if this is really going, then I'm not doing much. And that's, that's sometimes a part of what God does is like, Hey, you just have to initiate things. and I'll start getting, kicking those doors open for you. And you, you just walk through them. And I'll walk with you. Amen. So. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I went on a tangent. <laughs> That's really good. Um, when it comes to ministry, anybody listening, I would say the answer is always yes. Yeah. I think a lot of times people are like, oh, I have a decision to make. I need to pray about this. Pray about it. Pray about it. If it's about ministry and about furthering the gospel and about you getting poured into spiritually, and you're going to get closer to Christ, I would say, yeah, say a prayer, but, but go. Yeah. Because yes and amen are Jesus's promises to us. And anything that's getting you closer to Jesus is going to strengthen your relationship with him. Um, also to anybody watching, if you feel frustrated in your faith, like God has this miraculous calling on your life, which he does. Yeah. You were created on purpose for a purpose. And that purpose, is is divinely you are going to do amazing things when you have God at the center of your life. Yeah. And and God's calls on your life are irrevocable. He will not take them back. He wants to do more than you can ask, think, dream, or imagine. Yeah. God's plans for you are way better than any plan you can ever dream for yourself. But don't get frustrated in your faith because so many people want to explode and blow up overnight. Yeah. And there is no such thing as overnight success. It's over time. Because if God gave you everything that you wanted right now, when you wanted it, how you want it, wrapped it up with a little tiny bow and dropped it off on your doorstep, you would squash it and you would ruin it. <laughs> yep. Because your ego would get so big and you would say, I did that. Yep. And God wants you to say, God did that. And I love Paul in First Timothy. He says, I am the least of these. Yeah. He said he, he's going on and he's saying that 
that the reason why Paul was so successful is because he was so weak. He talks about how he was a persecutor, a blasphemer. He talks about he, how he was a, a wicked man, a violent man is what First Timothy 1 says. Yep. And it's because of the grace of God. Because he was unbelieving. He was unbelieving and he was ignorant. And God used him yeah. because he humbled himself. And so when you get to that place and you humble yourself and you say, hey, I don't know why I'm on TikTok, but I know God's got a plan. I see the vision. Because yeah. God doesn't call you where you are. He calls you to where, he, where he's taking you. Yeah. And um, that's what I love about God is God puts calling on people's lives. And, and, and God is a God of peace. Yeah. God is a God of vision and God is a God of confirmation. Yep. And, and one thing that I think maybe to add to it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong or if you feel like I'm off, but something that I've, I've learned just because I've been in ministry a lot is don't take every, every, every open pulpit because we're not always destined to be at every place. And so definitely yeah. follow what God's telling you. And we talked about this at, uh, with our Bible study, like we have pastors in it and stuff like that. And like, that was one thing that somebody asked was like, Hey, uh, should I just go for it for these things? Or should I, uh, or maybe they didn't ask, maybe it was just a conversation. And, uh, the pastor that was talking to us was like, don't do everything. You'll burn yourself out. And like, you can still burn yourself out for the things of Jesus too. <laughs> like you can put yeah, your family, get that boundary. yeah, you put your family to the wayside and be like, Hey, I'm doing all this for you, God, but your family's burning. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, um definitely yeah. one of those things that just watch for that people that are listening that are, and you are called to the ministry, no matter what, where you're at, if you're a plumber, you can still talk about Jesus as a plumber. And maybe you think, Hey, uh, <clears throat> I'm not reaching thousands of people, but not all of us are Billy Graham either. So, um, yeah, or, we should not compare ourselves to others. Christ is the example yeah. first and foremost. And Paul reminded the people of that because yeah. they, Paul, Paul was like looked up to a lot. And Paul was like, I'm so glad I did. I only baptized these handful of people and not all of you. And yeah. even John the Baptist, he was like, hey, look, there's one who's coming that I'm unworthy. I can't even fill his shoes. Yeah, I'm unworthy. And and it, it, Christ is the example. And you're so right. First Corinthians 7 talks about if you're single, singleness is a time of undistracted, devoted dedication to Jesus Christ. Yeah. If you're married, you have other priorities. Yeah. So if God calls you to have priorities, I mean, God is a God of order. Yeah. God is a God of peace. So there, there needs to be order. Um, there needs to be boundaries. God set a boundary in the beginning. He said, hey, Adam and Eve, don't you need this one tree? <laughs> yeah. So boundaries, God wants you to have boundaries. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of people try to, I, I don't know, like they try to, I've seen this on TikTok a lot is people try to get their own way and you're supposed to lay down all, all you are and let, let God be God. <laughs> and you're not yeah. supposed to try to carry all your stuff with you. Um, something I've done a sermon on was baggage. And I'm like, too many of us try to hold on to all the baggage we have when we can just let it go and follow what God has for us. We don't have any needs or cares that way. God's got 
got it. Like we don't, we, we don't yeah. need to figure out, Hey, if you're called to be a youth pastor or an evangelist or whatever, you're not the one who's supposed to be like, Oh, this is the Avenue. I need to talk to this guy. And that's the only way I'm going to do it. Now, obviously the Holy spirit will lead you, but I'm just saying there's a lot of people that are like that, or there's progressive Christians who say you can do whatever the heck you want to do. And it doesn't matter. And like, um, I've, I've really, so on our page, we don't do a lot of like, um, I don't know how to describe, but, but like back and forth with people as much, like we'll make some videos. Um, like I made a couple, I, I'm sure you've probably seen the lady who's, Hey, Mary was raped or whatever. And you're like, why are you doing yeah. that? Like that makes zero sense. Cause like Luke one thirty seven right, says she consented to having Jesus. Like there was no, there was no, any of that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah so, that's blasphemy. That's, yeah. that's complete distortion of the gospel. And and that is definitely one of those things that um, I, I've i just been seeing more and more of. And, like, that's what we're kind of talking about is, like, there's people are trying to say this is truth or that's truth. And even the Bible talks about people say good is bad and bad is good and stuff like that. And, like... Um, it just is one of those things where you're like, Hey, we know we're, we're in a cool time. Like I know a lot of people are like, it's a scary time, but it's not really scary. I, I'm like, if you're grounded in Jesus, I don't care what happens. Like, like to be honest, all I, I care about is, is people. Yeah. And, and I'm, yeah. I'm about, Hey, if, if the 700 people that are following us, if there's one of them that doesn't know Jesus and I just changed their life by leading them to Jesus, just by the videos we're making and talking about God. That's all I care about. I don't care if we even had a million followers. If, if there was only one of the million that got saved, that's all that matters. Like, and it, I guess my biggest thing is there's a lot of people who are on TikTok who are clout chasers. And I'm like, Hey, we should be promoting each other as Christians so that we're getting more traction but I, it shouldn't be about like, hey, have you seen I have a million views? Like, that's crazy. Like, it's it should be, hey, have you seen how there's people that talk to me about Jesus and two people got saved? That's awesome. Right. And I think it's the devil has enough advocates. Yeah. Christians don't need to come against each other. Um, it, it's really sad when you see Christians fighting other Christians. Hey, look, if you're already saved and you believe in Jesus Christ, then you need to go build up other Christians and go preach to the lost. Yeah. Um, because that's what we need to do. Um, the church is supposed to encourage and build up the faith of other Christians and to outreach for the lost. Yep. That is what we're commanded to do. And, um, Distorting the gospel one degree will throw your whole faith in misalignment. It will completely throw your faith off. And so I think the devil's doing a really good job at creating division. I mean, if I were the devil, what would I do? I would create a religion that sounded so close to Christianity um, that just distorted it just a little bit. Kind of like what Satan, the serpent, did to Adam and Eve in the garden. (laughs) Yep. He tried to convince 
Adam and Eve, that if they ate of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that they would be like God. Yeah. He said, that's why God didn't want you to eat this. He would be a God. Yeah. <laughs> and it, we have religions out here believing that you become a little G God or that you become like God or that there are certain rankings in heaven. And it's, we need to be preaching sound doctrine, yeah. biblically backed by the word of God. Yeah. And um, it's, it's really easy to read the word of God and, and let these verses be whatever you want them to be. Yeah. And you're walking dangerous ground when you do that. Yeah, for sure. And I think one thing that I've, I've been a Christian a long time too. I'm 33 years old. And so um, we kind of, like I said, had similar stories, but I don't know in your past how, how that looked, but I'm like, I don't remember a time when I had to go back to the Hebrew and Greek as much as everybody's trying to do it now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like uh, you and me both, brother. I just, I would just <laughs> read the word and, okay, that's good enough for me. And that's it. Like, there's nothing more about it. And I'm like, too many people are like, Hey, this says that's a little boy or Hey, that's the man's bed. And I'll, and I'm like, I'm like, just take it for what it is. So if like, and what, what makes me laugh is people who are like, what if you're wrong as a Christian? I go, I lose nothing. But if I'm right, you lose everything. And I don't think you understand that the the loss of what this is for me is nothing losing at this would be zero for me uh for you it'd mean hell like an eternal burning place that is the worst ever and i'm like people have said that and like um i was looking at different quotes from people that like atheists that died and like a guy who's gonna get hung for like killing people and all this was like oh get it over already so I can go have dinner in hell. And I'm like, yeah. it's not going to be like that, bro. Like <laughs> you may think that. And uh, somebody put something down from like the guy who started the Satanist church. And he said something like, um, hold on, let me look it up real quick. It was something like, uh, he said, uh, so as a founder of the Church of Satan, he said, I made a terrible mistake. And something wow. that I I talked about because I said, I wonder if that was his last chance. And I was like, because God is good. And even, even knowing that guy, like out of all the guys, if we had to put like a number to someone, you would think like, oh, God would be like, peace out, bro. (laughs) Like you're going, I'm like, we're not God. And I think that's where a lot of us get wrong is like, Hey, God has my, my thoughts. And I'm all, we probably can't even equate like centimeters of his thoughts. (laughs) And so I'm like, God would, I believe God would give him even a chance. I mean, he'd give Hitler a chance at the end of their moments to be like, you want to make it right. I feel like God is that good. And if anybody wants to come after me on that, that's a really tough battle (laughs) to try to say God's not that good. Um, But I mean, scripture proves scripture proves the goodness of God. And um, God would not be a just God if there were no code of conduct or no consequence for the price of sin. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because they, if there were no consequence for sin, then Jesus died for nothing because Jesus died for the grace to cover yeah. all of our sins. Um, perfect love cast out fear. Um, his grace covers a multitude of sins. Yeah. So if Jesus died for sinners to set yeah. us free and it's for God so loved the world that whosoever, whosoever, there's no parameters to that. Yep. You look at the thief on the cross. I mean, he literally got salvation at the last moment. Yeah. And so it's, God is a God of second chance. It doesn't matter how far you've run. God looked at the end of your life yeah. when Jesus was on the cross and he said, my grace is going to cover that. Yeah. God looks at the, the very end of your life. And he said, I'm, I'll bet I will die for that. I will pay for that. I will let my son Jesus be crucified for that. Yeah. And so if God's not mad at you, you are not too far gone. My Bible tells me in Luke chapter 15, there is more rejoicing in heaven when one lost sinner repents. Yeah. One lost sinner. And so I think it's people, people want to say that they're good people. We're terrible people. Let's, let's do, let's yeah. do the 10 commandment check. Have you ever told a lie? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever cheated? You know, have you ever had any gods before God? Like, yeah. it, it, you, you're not a good person. We are not, our righteousness is like filthy rags to God. You said it earlier. Yeah. Um, there is none righteous, no, not one. And, yeah. and, and, but I think sometimes people are like, oh, I'm such a sinner. Even Christians are so guilty of falling into this sin trap. And then they sit and wrestle with that sin. And God's like, you repented, First John 1, 9, if you confess your sin, um, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and clip you from all unrighteousness. But, but we as Christians let our sin keep us in a place of, of permanentness for a moment and, and we sit there for too long and God's like, look, you, you yeah. confess your sin, go on and get back up with your life. Go on and get back, get back up. And it, I, I think we just become so complacent and, and saying, Oh, well, I'm just a big sinner. I fell back into sin. You're going to fall back into sin, repent of your sin and get on with your life. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I, I love, I love how you put that. That was great. Um, especially cause like, I think I probably offended some people by saying like, Hey, those guys still had a chance and why you offended? <laughs> That's why Jesus died. was That's to all save they're going to remember. All of us. Yeah. That Hitler should be saved or they're going to tell you that God should have stopped, should have stopped the German advance. God should have stopped Hitler. And, 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 and in all reality, if yeah. we're looking at at just how life works, yeah. um, there's good that exists in the world and there's evil that exists in the world. And in order for us to all exist, God allows good and evil to happen. And one day, one day, he's going to wipe off all of the evil from the face of the earth. Yep. And that's the wrath of God. That's the 21 judgments that are coming. And you can save the world all you want to now, but one day God's going to blow it up. And I, I don't think people realize the judgment that is coming. I don't think people realize how real hell is. Hell's not going to be a party. Yeah. You're not going to be eating dinner with your friends in hell. For sure. It's going to be scorching hot. There's going to be the gnashing of teeth. It's the lake of fire. You either go to heaven for all eternity or the lake of fire. And, and, and it's not just a hundred days, a hundred years. It's, your whole life 
And so you might live on the face of this earth till you're 80 years old, 90 years old, a hundred years old, but eternity is your whole life. Yeah. And what, what's interesting is there's been like stories of what, what hell's like from atheists and Christians who are like, I went to hell for, to see it for however long and went back. And I was like, what the heck? But a lot of times pretty consistently, like you said, it is the worst place ever gnashing of teeth, all that stuff. And some of the things I've heard and read about, I'm like, wow. Like they would be like, you can see God from hell. Like you can see like heaven. Cause he goes like, I I don't, obviously they can't look up and see God cause that's a whole different story. But like, um, he's looking and the people are looking up saying like, God save me, but they can't hear each other. And they're looking at each other like, Hey man, can you help me? And the other person, they can see each other like mouthing things. And they're like, we can't hear, they can't hear each other. And like, I'm all, that is the worst thing ever to know that there's a heaven and you're not in it and you get to see that. And I'm like, how would that feel if you were, I don't know, stuck in the Canyon where it was on fire and it was coming near you and you looked up and there was, firefighters sitting up there that have 30 trucks on each side that can douse all that water and they can't hear you nor will they hear you and it's going to get you and there's nothing you can do about it. And that's kind of, that's, that's not even what hell is like. That's, that's probably like a, a, I don't know, a percent, 1%. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I've never been to hell. I never will experience hell. Nope. Um, (laughs) Hell lost another one, and that was me in 2007 when I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. Um, and Christianity, God, hell is not about God being right. It's about God vindicating yeah. himself for who he is. It's the holiness, the sovereignty of God. And Christianity, like as Christians, we shouldn't be like, hey, I told you so. Yeah. That's, not, that's not the movement. Correct. That's not the attitude that we have. We need to say, hey, this is where God is going to say the wrath of mankind, the desolation, the depravity of the hearts of man is so wicked. And they have been told about God and they shook their fists in God's face over and over and over. And God's going to say, I've had enough. And in Psalms 2, it says God gets the last laugh. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's going to be bad. They're going to think that the non-believers Unbelievers are going to think that the tribulation is bad. I mean, you look at at Israel, 10 plagues almost wiped them off the face of the earth. God's yeah. going to release 20, 21 judgments. The first four are going to be attack, an attack on nature. The last three are going to be an attack on mankind, where men are going to wish they could die. They're going to be running off of buildings, trying to take their own life, and they're not going to die. Can you imagine somebody running off of a, a skyscraper in New York City and, and just plumbing right down on the ground and still going off and running. That's what it's going to be like. Men are going to beg to die. They're going to want death and they're not going to be able to die. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's so true. And um, yeah, we're, we're pretty close to the end. I think that is a fantastic way to end the podcast. Um, So do you have anything else you want to say before we get, before I ask you your, final question and then we'll head off 
Yeah, I just want to give an encouragement. If you're a believer or non-believer, Jesus loves you so much. The Bible says in Colossians, whatever you do, do it with all your heart as pleasing for the Lord, not for human masters. We were born to give honor and glory to Jesus. And if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, today is the day of salvation. All you have to do is repent of your sins and believe in Jesus Christ. Jesus wants to come in and fill you and heal you and just take you to a place that you would have never been able to get to on your own. And when you just humbly relinquish all that you are, and when you let God fill that hole in your heart, everybody has a hole in their heart. They were born with a hole in their heart. God wants to come in and fill that. Getting drunk won't fill that. Having sex with a bunch of people won't fill that. No amount of money will fill that. No amount of experience or travel or anything in this world will ever be able to fill that hole in your heart like Jesus Christ can. Amen. And before we get off and I ask you this last question, uh, again, I just want to encourage you. I, I love your heart. I love your faith. Like you have some great faith and you're doing great things for God. And just, I just want to remind you that like you're, you're doing awesome. Like when those hard moments happen, that you're doing what God's calling you to do. And that I just want to encourage you, keep it up, keep going, keep pushing. Cause you're changing lives that like what's crazy. Cause TikTok gets you to places that you never thought you'd be just like our podcast is in different countries, which is really weird. Um, <laughs> so for you, I just want to yeah. encourage you to keep going, keep pushing through and keep just having your faith. Like you you have a beautiful faith that you just like, it just radiates Jesus's love on people. And, and I I've seen it on your, your lives and stuff that are people are like, man, you're just so happy. You're so, you're so joyful and stuff. And so I just want to just encourage you keep doing what you're doing and keep following what God's call in your life is. And don't, don't fret with whatever, things are trying to come and take you out and take you from that. Cause God's got your back and that no matter what happens, you are on your path and just stay on your path that God's got your back and you got this. And so the last question mm-hmm. we have <laughs> before we're off, and it's not a question. It's a, it's kind of something we do that I didn't tell you we do is you're our guests. So we love to have our guests pray us out of the podcast. All right. You got it. Let's bow our heads and pray. And to God be the glory for everything that you just said, Jacob. It's nothing I have done. It's everything that Jesus has done for for me and and for us. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before your throne boldly. We are so thankful to enter into your courts with thanksgiving, Lord. We bless your name. You are worthy of the highest praises, God. You have given us freedom in Christ as believers. And we have a freedom worth dying for and a freedom worth living for, Lord. And I pray that you would just equip us and empower us to continue to be bold. The righteous are as bold as lions, God. And I pray that anybody that is watching this, if they have drifted away from you, Lord, draw their hearts back, God. I pray that they would just surrender in this moment right now, God, that they know that they have a Savior who loves them and they can find security in knowing what God says about them. When you know what God says about you, it doesn't matter what the world says about you or the labels that the world puts on you because the world just wants to tear us down, God. We pray for strength and for guidance, Lord, that you would just continue to to give us a heart posture, that we are able to receive the calling, Lord, and that we would walk worthy of that 
calling. So many times we don't feel worthy, Lord. We're not worthy on our own, God. But when we have that Holy Spirit as a deposit that you have put into our heart, that is where your strength is made perfect in our weakness. God, I pray that anybody wrestling with depression, Lord, that it would cease in your name right now. In Jesus' name, God, I pray that anybody that is struggling with suicidal thoughts, God, those are not thoughts from you, Lord. Those are thoughts from the enemy, Lord. We rebuke those in Jesus' name. God, I pray that you would just clothe your love around every single person that listens to this podcast right now or later down the road, God. And I pray that you would be with Jacob and George, Lord, the calling that you have on their life, Lord. Help them stay rooted in the vision, God. Remind them that you are with them. Remind them that when God is for us, Lord, who can be against us? We are more than conquerors through Christ, God. We believe in you. We honor you, God. You are holy and you are sovereign. And we are not going to question your authority, Lord. Do the work that you have set out to do, God. And I pray that you would just continue to bond us together, Lord. That you would just rejuvenate us and revive us, Lord. And encourage our hearts when we feel low, Lord. And remind us that, that this world is just our temporary home. We don't need to get complacent here. We don't need to get comfortable here. We do not belong here. But while we are here, Lord, I pray that you would empower us to boldly stand firm in our faith, that we would not be ashamed of the gospel, Lord. You sit on the throne, and no matter how bad the world gets, we know that you are on the throne, Lord. You are with us. You are fighting for us, Lord. You You are the author and the finisher and the perfecter of our faith, Lord. I pray that you would just build a hedge of protection around us. God, I pray that you would grow and multiply this podcast, Lord. That you would grow and multiply the advancement of the gospel like you told us that you would. Every tribe and every nation will hear of your name, Jesus, Lord. Jesus is the name that saves. Jesus is the name that is above every name. Lord, be with us tonight, Lord. Give us peace, Lord. Be with us, Lord. Thank you for who you are and for what you've done for us, Lord. It still blows my mind that a holy God would allow us the opportunity to accept the free gift of salvation that Jesus gave his life for. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.